This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1107, How to Score 8 in IELTS General Writing. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. How can you score an 8 on IELTS general writing? You must understand the scoring system. Today, we share tips that can earn you an 8 for both task 1 and task 2. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, Aubrey. How are you? I'm great. Good morning to you. How goes it? Good morning. Guys, just to let you know, we are uh, recording video of this episode as well. So if you are wondering what we look like, which is amazing, we look amazing. Always. Um, (laughs) Check us out on YouTube, IELTS Energy TV. All right. So... First of all, huge shout out congratulations to Three Keys student Caillou, who got an eight in writing. And the reason why I'm mentioning him today is not just because he's amazing, but because we want all of you guys to get eights in writing. So today, specifically, guys, we are focusing on how to get an eight on the general training writing exam. But guys, all of today's advice helps you on academic as well. Yes, exactly. Right. And this is difficult. Like a lot of you are stuck at a six. Some of you are getting that seven, maybe 7.5. A writing eight is no joke. This is not easy and would be pretty much impossible for you to do on your own without strategies. So we're going to let you know today what you need to know in order to get that eight on IELTS writing. Yeah. So many students get stuck at a 6.5. Like we see this all the time, guys. Um, And sometimes It is purely writing that brings students into Three Keys IELTS. They're like, I have eights and nines and everything else, but writing, I'm stuck at a 6.5. And that was actually Caillou's situation as well. He had taken the test, I think, like five or six times. Could not get beyond a 6.5 in writing until he learned our strategies, the templates, and just took the mystery out of it, right? So, guys, let's get to it. How to get an eight in general training writing. So, first of all, How is general training different than academic training for writing, Aubrey? Yeah, so we've done some episodes about this because depending which one you're taking, you need to be really clear what's different, right? So for the reading exam, of course, more academic tests. For writing, your task one is very different. For academic, you're describing charts and bar graphs. For general training, you're writing a letter And the tone is very key. Is it an informal letter or a formal letter? That's one of the most important things. Exactly. So this tone idea, guys, 
This comes through for task. You're, you're like legitimately graded on your tone. It's in black and white. The examiner looks for that. But that also comes through in your vocabulary score. Like this is something that affects two scoring categories. Um, So in, it's just in task one though, guys, just general training task one. You're not graded for tone anywhere else on the IELTS exam. So good point. Um, in this letter, formal, informal, semi-formal, right? Um, if you go to our website, guys, IELTS, sorry, allearsenglish.com slash IELTS, you can look up semi-formal and you can see some information about this because this is important to know the difference. What is this question asking me to do? How do I fulfill that? So what is the difference between, first of all, formal tone and informal tone? It's all about who you're writing to, right? If informal is a friend, someone you know very well, you want to write. It needs to be natural and native. You're going to have a lot more informal vocabulary, is some slang, whereas a formal letter will be someone you have never met. Maybe you're complaining to the an HR department Lots or an letters. airline. Yeah. A lot of complaining, right? Someone whose name you might not know, you definitely haven't met them, and your vocabulary will be so much more formal. Totally. So in a formal letter, it is the same language as writing task two, right? It's academic. It's formal. In an informal letter, we write like we speak. That's what makes it informal. So like Aubrey said, right? Slang, relaxed sort of vibe in your sentences. However, you still have to have complete sentences. And that's, that doesn't reflect how we speak. Um, when we that's speak- That's tricky, right? It still has to be correct grammar. Exactly. Which when we speak, you know, you can't write gonna or wanna, even though that's what we would say. Totally. Totally. You know, I would actually, we can write that. In an informal letter, we can, because that's an accepted informal slang word, right? Gonna and wanna. Um, But the complicated, the complex compound sentences, we still have to have all of those different sentence structures. And in an informal letter, we also still have to have linking words, but they can't be formal linking words. Guys, I hope you see how tricky this can be. And so far, this is just task one. And this is like, I want to make this point as well. So many students get hung up on task two and they're convinced that's why their score is lower. That's why they can't get above a six or a 6.5 in writing. And I have noticed that in general training students, Half of the time, guys, the problem is not your task two. The problem is task one. It's hitting all of the points you need for a seven or higher in task one. That's the issue. Because I think that's actually trickier than a task two essay. Yeah, exactly. Right. To to write the correct tone to know whether you can say wanna and gonna or not. Right. This is so tricky. A task two essay, it's much more straightforward. Yeah, totally. Task two essays, guys. It's the same academic, general, the question is a little bit easier in general training. That's the only difference. But what you're scored on, the expectations are exactly the same. So let's get into these scoring expectations for both task one and task two. So task achievement, task response. Task achievement is task one, task response is task two. So we've already gone over a little bit of what the examiner needs to see in your task one for this task score appropriate tone consistently, right? Every word is the appropriate tone if you're aiming for that eight or higher. Um, But also, you need to cover everything in the question, and this is for both task one and task two. So for task one, you need to give at least two details about every bullet point in that question, 
right? Like every little thing that the question is asking you, you have three points. You have to do a different paragraph for each of those points and give at least two details about each of those points. So every sentence has to be exactly about these bullet points of the letter. So for task two, how do we get an eight for task, um, Aubrey? Yeah, so you will. You have to have strong, solid ideas that are directly addressing the task. This is often where students struggle because you're coming up with an idea that sort of seems related, but is it really answering the question in the task? It has to. It has to directly respond to that fully. And each of these ideas has to be well supported with details, supporting details and examples. And not only that, this is vital. You must share your opinion and it needs to be clear throughout the essay. Note, guys, this is key. Even if the topic doesn't ask for your opinion. If there's nothing in there that says, share your opinion, you know, tell us what you think. If it's asking for problems and problems and solutions, for example, you still have to share your opinion. Um, the, the examiner has one grading table, you know, there's not like a, an argument essay table and a problem solution table, right? We have right. we have one table that we're using to grade you on any task two, whether it's general or academic. It's this, task two is the same, guys. You're graded on the same stuff. So like Aubrey said, the examiner needs to see a clear, solid position, consistent position throughout the essay for an eight or higher for task on both, right? General and academic. So doesn't matter what kind of essay you're writing, this position, the best way to show that, the clearest way is to show an opinion, okay? And in our templates, our three keys templates, we show you exactly how to do all that, guys. Um, You can tell already, listeners, there's so much involved in writing. That's why the writing module of three keys is like the meatiest. It's the biggest. Um, Okay, so that's task, guys. Now, let's talk about cohesion coherence. Is there any difference um, in this eight between task one and task two? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's interesting is you have to have linking phrases for both. And when, when a person is writing a letter, it is sometimes a little more unnatural to be using these linking phrases. So sometimes yeah, students leave weird. them out entirely. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. We don't always use them when we're speaking. So both for the speaking exam and writing task one, it's a little more, you have to practice this. You have to intentionally do it, right? Whereas for task two, that's a little easier. We're thinking academic writing. We're using these linking phrases. You have to use them on both task one and task two. Um, that's So this is another reason why students get lower scores in task one while still thinking task two is the problem, right? Not knowing right. what the examiner is looking for in task one. I mean, Aubrey, you've graded thousands of essays at this point as well. Like how often have you... Had a great writer send you a letter and an essay. They get a seven or higher on the task two, right? On the essay. But the letter, 
the cohesion coherence is still stuck at a six, maybe a five, because they have like zero linking words in the letter. Because <laughs> like yes. it's not yeah. a natural thing we think of doing when we're writing a letter. So this is a very, very important key insider tip, guys. Every letter, formal, semi-formal, informal, whatever, you need transition phrases. Okay. You need one in every sentence, honestly, like if you're going to get an eight or higher. And interestingly for task one, add an eight, that, that is where the examiner needs to see paragraphs in task one. You could still get a seven for cohesion coherence in task one without paragraphs, which I've always thought was weird, but that's the thing. <laughs> but for an eight guys, you have to show paragraphs. So again, Organized paragraphs, expanding on main ideas with examples, right? Using linking words. These three things you need to do in task one and task two. And I know we've mentioned this previously, but it definitely bears repeating that if you just have one sentence, even if it's a very long, interesting sentence, separated off as a paragraph, that's not a paragraph. It's just a sentence. You yeah. need at least two sentences for something to be considered a paragraph in order to score eight or higher. Exactly. Exactly. That is, that is a, like, we're giving you guys so many great rules today that once you know them, these rules seem simple and common sense, right? right? Um, but this isn't innate knowledge that everybody knows. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's really nice totally. to find little keys that will increase your score, uh, like, automatically, just knowing some simple rules. Um, okay, yeah. so... Finally, guys, last two categories. These are these are pretty self-evident. I think a lot of students realize what an eight would mean for vocabulary and grammar, right? Um, so uh, almost no mistakes, basically, for both of those, right? We need to use fancy words correctly. We need to not repeat them. We need to spell them correctly. Um, we need to have a variety of sentence structures, most of them correct. So it's really just like a lack of mistakes upon the fanciness. That's like an eight for vocab and grammar. And this is where it gets tricky because when you're trying to use, you know, higher level vocabulary, trying to paraphrase language, sometimes it is easy to use it incorrectly or change mm. the meaning and suddenly we're complicating and our scores are just going down. So just like Jessica said, they have to be used correctly. Don't take risks on test day. Make sure you're using vocabulary that you know how to use it. You understand the context so that the grammar is correct and the vocabulary yeah. is correct. There's such a great balance between simplicity and fanciness. Yes. Um, I remember, oh gosh, I don't remember who it was, but recently I talked to a student, maybe it was Taru. Um, and I was like, how did you get such a great writing score? And she said, being simple. Don't use fancy words. And I was like, really? You could still get a seven and, you know, feel that way about your vocabulary? She's like, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't like take any risks. I just used to her simple words because she knows them. You know right. what I she mean? She understands how to use them. Yeah. Yes. So I, I love that that advice is something you guys heard recently straight from a student. Yeah. Um, all right. Fantastic. So guys, if you have questions, email us at support at allearsenglish.com. And remember, guys, you can take our free IELTS quiz at any point, allearsenglish.com slash my score. All right. Awesome. Aubrey, thanks for uh, chatting about this important topic today. Yes, I'm excited for you guys to email us with your amazing scores, your eights on IELTS writing. You can do it. You have all I'm the tips you need. Yes. I'm mimicking Aubrey's 
um, All gestures my hand gestures right now. Because, guys, you have to see this on YouTube. She had a There's different so gesture for every idea just now, and I loved it a lot. I um, speak with my hands. Yeah, I can't help it. It's the best. <laughs> guys, you have to see us on YouTube. Um, IELTS Energy TV. Okay, awesome. All right, Aubrey, I will see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I will see you. <laughs>